says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for your word. It's a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. It is strength for our inner man. And Father, I pray that as we are fed the manner of your word, I pray that our hearts are receptive, our minds will be renewed, and our lives will begin to reflect the promises of your word. As I step back, I thank you for the Holy Spirit stepping up so that every word that is said will minister faith, encouragement, and inspiration to your people. And I thank you most of all for using me as an oracle of God. And Lord, when we leave this place, I pray that signs, miracles, and wonders will manifest in our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, if you're visiting us, I've been in a series called One-on-One -on -One with Pastor Evan. And in that series, it's really turned into a time where our church could send me questions that they needed answers from, and I would answer the question. And so I've been doing that now for several weeks, and this morning, that was my plan. Unfortunately, I left the questions at home. <laughs> so I have the answers here, but I don't have the questions because the questions were so long, I just decided to read the questions from the original sheet. So this morning, we're going to go in a different direction. I'm glad we are because this is a message that's on my heart anyway. So uh, this morning, I want to talk about loving at the next level. Everybody say loving at the next level. It doesn't matter who you are. You are in some form of a relationship. Whether it's a marital relationship, a co-worker relationship, it could be a relationship with your kids, relationship with your your family in any form you are in a relationship and uh this morning what i want to do is help each one of us love at the next level in whatever relationship you're in and if you're going to have successful relationships and let me ask some how many would like to be in a successful relationship i'm pretty sure everybody does if you're going to have a successful relationship you and i must learn to love at the next level and loving at the next level can only start watch this now when we get a revelation that better is available sometimes that next level doesn't seem achievable because we don't realize that it is available and then the only way that we're going to go to the next love level in our lives is if we abandon the familiar. In other words, I want to challenge you this morning by the time we're done. I want to challenge you to have a desire and to produce some action in, in your life to reach another love level. And I'm going to give you some advantages of why loving at the next level is so important. But you have to leave the familiar. In fact, I heard a, a joke about three women. Look at your neighbor and say, this is not a Christian joke. <laughs> so I'm telling you ahead of time, it is not a Christian joke. There were three women. One was a, a girlfriend. 
The other one was a mistress, and the other one was a married woman. And they were all chatting about their relationships. And to their amazement, they decided, you know what, we're going to amaze our men tonight. And so they all decided to wear some nice leather bodice or a leather outfit, some red high heel pumps, and then a mask over their face. And so they all did that. And so they got back together a few days later, and the girlfriend uh, said, the other night my fiancé came back home. He found me in this nice leather outfit with four-inch red-bottom shoes. I had a mask on, and he looked at me. He said, you are the woman of my life. Will you please marry me? And so then the mistress said, well, let me tell you what happened to me. She says, I met my uh, uh, man at his office. I was wearing this leather outfit. I had on these mega pumps. I had on this mask. And then I had a raincoat on. And when I saw him, I opened up the raincoat, and he didn't say a word. We just ravaged each other in hot love. <laughs> this is rated PG. <laughs> then the married woman said, well, the other night I sent the kids to stay at my mom's house for the night. I got myself ready. I put on this leather outfit. I had on these super red bottom shoes. I had a mask over my eyes. My husband came in from work. He grabbed the TV remote control and a beer and said, Hey, Batman, what's for dinner? <laughs> Sometimes when we're in relationships, we get too familiar in the relationship. So my challenge to you is going to be to love at the next level. <laughs> Y'all ain't over Batman yet, huh? So I, I have one point that I want you to just take notes on, and I'm not going to necessarily preach this to you today. I'm going to talk you through this message. Is that okay? Here's the first point that I want to give you. You must stop loving from your head and start loving from your heart. How do you go to the next love level? Here's the point, that you have to stop loving from your head and start loving from your heart. And here is why loving at the next level is so important. Because uh, uh, the book of 1 Corinthians says this, that it says there is these three, faith, hope, and love. But it says the greatest of these is love. Why? Because love came before all the rest of them. Because God is love. The Bible also says faith worketh by love. So the only way you and I's faith is going to stay in gear to work. I mean, it's sad to have faith and it don't work. It's sad to have a Bentley car with no motor in it. Well, it's sad to have a spirit that has faith in it, but faith doesn't work because there is no love uh, energizing your faith. So we're going to talk about first that you have to stop loving from your head and you have to start loving from your heart. And I'm going to tell you the difference between the two because most of us have started loving from our heads because when we first love from our heart, which in most cases was loving the wrong person anyway, when we love from the heart, we got hurt. And so once people get hurt, you're going to protect yourself. And so most people are, they are living in protected relationships because their hearts got damaged. It either got damaged before they got into that relationship or it got damaged while they were in that relationship. But I'm going to show you now that if you live that way, if you live a very closed-in life when it comes to love, you're going to love from your head. So 
relationships and even marriages uh, in, in both sectors, in the world and in the church world, are barely surviving and not even thriving because people have conditioned to love from their head. So go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, that is in the Bible. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. I'm going to look in verse 12, and I'm going to read this verse in three or four different, uh, different versions. So uh, you just, just be patient, but I think reading these different versions are going to help each one of us really see what the verse is saying. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 12, it says, And the Lord make you to increase. Everybody say increase. He said, the Lord make you increase, and then he uses also the word abound in what? In love, one toward another and toward all men. First Thessalonians in another version says this, may the Lord make your love for each other and for everyone else grow by leaps and bounds. Another version says, may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. And then here's the last version, which I really like this one. It says, may the Lord make your love grow more and multiply for each other and for all the people, watch this, so that you will love others as we love you. In other words, this one verse is telling us one thing, and that is this. We have the capacity to love more. Say this with me. Say, I have the capacity to love more. Now, I want you to notice what I didn't say. I didn't say that we have the capacity to get more love so we can love. Because, see, once God deposits the love on the inside of you, we don't get more of it. We just access it. Amen. So the principle is not about getting some more love. The principle is accessing the love that we have so that we move from one level to the next level. Now, Romans chapter 5, verse 5. You don't have to go there. I'm going to read it. Romans 5, verse 5. And then uh, I want you to stay in 1 Thessalonians, and I want you to go to chapter 5, verse 23. You go to 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, and I'm going to read Romans 5. This is what it says. And hope makes not a shame because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. That verse is saying that God has poured his love into us by his Spirit, which has been given to us. In other words, the same love that God loves with, the same love of who God is has been poured on the inside of us if we've been born again. And that spirit, the Holy Spirit, who sheds that love in us, watch this now, gives us the power to love just like God does. Now, how many know God has unconditional love? I mean, it's amazing to really understand the love of God, that no matter what we do, God will still love us. Man, it'll be, it would be amazing for us to be able to love at that level. Well, guess what? We can, but most people don't know how, and so that's why I'm teaching you this morning. So watch this now. God's love is unconditional. It's ever-living, and guess what? His love has been poured. Everybody say, His love has been poured. Now, I want you to notice now, where the love was poured. I'm going to read that verse again. It says that hope makes not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. So the love that God loves with and the love of who God is has been poured where? Into our hearts. So watch this now. That means now that the place where the spirit lives, he has poured love. Which now means that, that love 
comes from the spirit realm. Love doesn't come from the flesh realm. If it's been poured in our hearts, how many know your heart is spirit? Right now, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. In fact, I told you to go there. Let's read it. It says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, that your whole spirit, your whole soul, and your whole body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you notice there are three parts of us? Everybody say spirit. spirit. Everybody say flesh. flesh. Amen. And, and he said body, soul, spirit. Body, soul, spirit, or spirit soul, body, but those are the three makes, makeup of us. Well, when God poured his love inside of us, he didn't pour it in our bodies because our bodies are going to deteriorate. Well, he didn't pour it into our soul. Our soul consists of our mind, our will, our thoughts, and how we feel. Everybody say your mind, your will, your thoughts, and how you feel. Okay, so that's not where God put his love at. He put his love in a permanent place, in an eternal place, in a spiritual place called our hearts. Now go to First Corinthians, go to Second Corinthians. This will be our last verse. Go to Second Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to show you something because here's where the difference between loving from your head and loving from your heart comes from. Most people are trying to love from their head, but I'm going to tell you now, your head is corruptible. Your head is temporary. Your head is the flesh. 2 Corinthians uh, 5, 17. You go to 2 Corinthians 4, 18. You go to 2 Corinthians 4, 18. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So guess what? The new part of me is not my soul. I can prove it to you. When you got born again, how many got born again? How many got saved? But when you got saved, I know they used to sing songs like, you know, I looked at my feet and they looked new, and I looked at my hands and they looked new too. Well, my hands looked the same when I got saved. <laughs> I looked the same, I, you know, I sounded the same, but the difference was something changed on the inside of me. Okay, so watch this now. If my hands were the same and... And watch this, my mind was the same because how many of you remember things now that you did before you got saved? How many remember that? Okay, so now that means that my mind is in, it has the ability to access old stuff, which means that it's not new. So the new part of me has to be my spirit. And so that new creature that 2 Corinthians 5.17 is talking about, that new creation is the spirit part of us. And so watch this now. That means the real me is not the natural me. The real me is the spiritual me. Now watch this, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians 4.18. Here's the thing. Our love level should never come from the temporary part of us. It should come from the spiritual part of us. I'm going to say that again. Our love level, everybody say my love level. Our love level should never come from the temporary part of us. It should always come from the spiritual part of us. And let me tell you why. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, 18 says this. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things that are what? Not seen. Watch this now. For the things which are seen, they are what? They're temporary. But the things which are not seen are what? Eternal. So that means now my body... This soul part of me is the temporary part of me. That's why one day if Jesus doesn't come first, we're all going to die. 
and then eventually the Bible says, you know, the dead in Christ will rise and we'll meet them together in the air, that kind of thing. Well, for that to happen, that just says that there are some parts of me that are corruptible. But there's a part of me that's incorruptible, and that's the part of me that we have to love from. And when you love from that part of you, your love will be consistent. And this is where you're still able to love your spouse when they're getting on your last nerve. Why y'all laughing? See, the kind of love I'm talking about, you can love a person in spite of how they're acting. Watch this now. This is good. So he said, don't look at what's temporary. Look at what's eternal, which says that that spirit in me that has God's love shed in it is eternal. So now, how do I love from my heart and not my head? Well, let me give you some facts about loving from your head because some of us are doing this. Loving from your head, here's one fact. You will always love yourself. This is somebody who's loving from the head. They will always love themselves over, over others because Loving from the head is a selfish love. Everybody say it's a selfish love. When you love from your head, you always remember your faults and somebody else's faults, and you always reference your past. That's what loving from the head does, because you know what? Because your mind or your head or your thoughts, you remember stuff that you did a long time ago. And then loving from your head will always make you an inconsistent lover. How many know God wants us to love all the time? So here are some reasons why we should love from the heart, and then I'm going to show you how to do it. Here are some reasons why you and I should love from the heart. Here's the first reason. When you love from your heart, your faith goes up. Now, see, some people are having a difficult time getting their faith up when all you have to do is do two things, hear the word and love. Watch this now. This is in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. I'm going to read verse 3. This is what it says. For we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is proper or meet, because, watch this now, your faith grows exceedingly. Now, what did he just say about their faith? It was going to grow how? Okay, so that tells me two things. Number one, my faith has the ability to grow. And then it can reach the exceeding level. He says, your faith grows exceedingly, but I want you to see the connection. And he says, and the charity or love of every one of you all toward each other abounds. He's saying your love has gone up, and as a result of your love going up, your faith goes up. And see, some of us, our faith's not working because our love's not working. Look at your neighbor and say, he's coming down your street in just a minute. Our faith's not working because our love's not working. I mean, here's the thing. You love God. So much. But, you know, the Bible says, you know, don't say you love God who you can't see when you can't love people who you can see. Yeah. And so some of us, you know, our love for God seems like it's way up here. But our love for people is way down here. And that's why you can. Now, when you love God way up here and your love for people are way down here, you are really a religious person. See, you know, religious people, all they care about are rules and regulations. 
See, some, some people who may come in, and, and uh, there's none, none of y'all, but they'd be like, oh, they wore a jersey to church. God is not pleased. No, see, religious people, they're only concerned about the rules being kept. Uh, uh, I went to court this week to support somebody, and uh, uh, there was a pastor there who was supporting this person as well. And so the pastor said, let us pray before court starts. I didn't have a problem praying or having prayer. I'm a pastor. And so I could tell that this pastor wanted to pray. No problem. So we grabbed hands, and we started praying. He started praying. And it was one of those very deep meaning prayers. Let me just, let me tell you how, if you're praying religiously. If your voice changes when you pray, you're praying religiously. Why your, why your voice got to change? If, if, if your language changes from regular English to King James... Thou most gracious God, the most powerful God in the universe. I mean, you don't regularly talk like that. Why do you pray like that? So this guy, y'all think I'm playing. This guy starts praying, right? And he's praying, you know, and I'm sitting down. I didn't know if he wanted me to stand up or not, but, but I'm sitting down and he starts praying, you know, Father, thank you that today your will be, be done. And then he went, oh, no, 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 no. And I'm looking like, what was that? It was not tongue, y'all. So I was like, okay, well, I can, because I'm trying to stay focused on the prayer. I'm, I'm listening to what he's saying. But every time we got going, it, I pray my own prayer. If your love for God is here and your love for people are here, chances are you are loving from your head and not your heart. So here's the magic question. How do you love from your heart? Write down Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26. I'm going to read it out of the American Standard Version. It says, a new heart also I will give you and a new spirit and I will put within you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. Now listen, here's the key to loving from your heart and not loving from your head. All right, here we go. I'm going to demonstrate this. Let's say this is your head. Let's say this is your heart. How do you love from here and not from over here? Because if I love from here, I'm going to remember all the stuff that you did and it's going to make me not love you. So let's say you, you fix your husband breakfast that morning. You got up. You got up extra early, fixed him breakfast. Got, you know, it was all nice. You sat it out on the table and he woke up, saw it, didn't even speak, sat down, gobbled up the food and left and didn't even say thank you, baby, for the breakfast. See, if you love from your head, you're going to be like, that joke ain't getting no breakfast from me no more. <laughs> Amen. Amen. When you love from your head, it can't handle consistent issues from people. See, uh, you know, for the past three cars my wife has, I purchased for my wife. For, for some reason, 
when she's had these cars for at least 30 days, she's done something to them. She wrecked them in some way, not, you know, like this, like, you know, she has a dent on her, you know, she made her hit a mailbox or whatever. And so, <laughs> she ain't here right now, so it's all right. So, if I were to love from my head, I would be like, I'm not buying her no more cars. I'm going to buy her a bumping car. That's what I'm going to buy her. No, no. So, here's how you do it. When you love from your heart. Here's how you do it. You obey your heart and you ignore your head. How do you go to the next love level? I'm telling you how to do it. You ignore your head and you obey your heart. See, your heart always wants to do what's right. Your heart always wants to love. Your heart always wants to do the right thing. Your heart always wants to love people. So what you do now to go to the next love level, you ignore your head and you obey your heart. So now, you fixed him breakfast. He walked out, didn't even say thank you, opened it, gobbled it up. Then he calls later on that day and say, hey, uh, what are we having for dinner tonight? And then you have a flashback. <laughs> dinner? You have a choice. Am I going to love from my head or obey my heart? I'm going to ignore this. So now when I ignore this, the thoughts are still real. This is why, this is why you're supposed to renew your mind. Because when you renew your mind, it keeps your mind in sync with what your heart really believes. But see, some of us, we haven't renewed our minds, and so we use that as an excuse to still act ugly. No, no, no. I'm saying even if you don't have a renewed mind, ignore your head and obey your heart. So now he calls about dinner. And your thoughts are, are you crazy? I fixed breakfast for your knucklehead this morning. You didn't even say thank you for it. See, those are the thoughts. So what you have to do is just bind the thoughts. I bind those thoughts in Jesus' name. And, and then you have to respond from your heart. Well, what would, what would a loving heart do? What would God do? God would say, honey, what would you like for dinner? See, some of y'all got to get past that right there. I'm telling you how to do it. Honey, what's, what, what would you like for dinner? I don't know. I was, I was thinking maybe we could go out. Okay, wh where you want to go? Whatever restaurant you like, baby. Now, as a result of obeying my heart and ignoring my head, I'm going to get some results that I wouldn't have got had I done it the other way. Even if it's just God rewarding me for my obedience. So that's why my faith works all the time. Because when I'm ignoring my head and I'm obeying from my heart, well, guess what? Faith is going to work all the time because I'm always in the love mode. And I believe for where God is trying to take you and for what he's trying to do in your life, your love is going to have to go up. Watch this. For your level in life to go up. I can prove it to you. The Bible says that, God, uh, that your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. Here's the thing. If your love doesn't go up, once you get in that room that puts you in, in, in the presence of great men, and your love hasn't gone up, you're going to have the potential to act up. 
Amen. That's how I ended up throwing coffee on that man. I was loving from the head. Why don't I just close with my coffee story? I ain't said it in a long time anyway. How many haven't heard my coffee story? Let me see here. Is that right? You got time. Y'all hear that? He loving from his head right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, so when you love from your head, watch this now. Things irritate you. Things frustrate you. Your patient level goes down. And so uh, years ago, I, was, uh, I used to go to Starbucks every morning and give me a coffee. And so this particular morning, I did what was normal. I went to the Starbucks and got me some coffee. And I always got a tall caramel macchiato with extra, extra, extra caramel in it. That's the way I like my coffee because I like more caramel than coffee. No big deal. They made me pay for extra, no problem. I paid for extra. I get there, they put my cup on the counter that looks kind of like this. Put it up there. I went up there and I got my coffee and I tasted it and it just didn't taste right. It just needed a little, everybody say a little, just need a little bit more caramel in it. So, you know, no problem. I've had this problem before. I said, uh, excuse me, sir, could you please give me some more caramel? And he says, no. You need to get back in line and pay for some more. I thought he was joking. I started laughing. I was like, I feel you, I feel you. And I left my cup up there. No, I'm for real. I left my cup up there. Well, one person got their coffee and went by. Two person got their coffee and went by. Three person went they coffee, got their coffee and went by. I'm getting frustrated now. Because I'm like, wait a minute, did he not hear me? So now I walked in there in the spirit. And I'm slowly coming down to the flesh now. So I said, excuse me, sir, uh, did you hear me ask for some more karma? And he said, yes, and I told you to get back in line and pay for some more if you want some more. My head is taking over right now. I said, I said, sir, excuse me. I said, I paid for, I put out my receipt, I said, I paid for more karma. He says, I don't care, you need to get back in line and pay for some more. And now, I done moved from the spirit to the flesh. What's the next level? Devil level, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's the only level left. So he and I started arguing about this coffee and this caramel, and finally he was like, fine. So he takes the caramel and he pours it in there, and I was fine until he poured it on the side of the cup. My focus was not the caramel that went in the cup. My focus was the caramel that went on the outside of that cup. And as soon as it hit the outside of the cup, my head said to me, Edmund, throw that coffee on that man. <laughs> now, thank God for the Holy Spirit because he was on the inside. The Holy Spirit was saying, Jesus was like, Edmund, you need to go to the car. I said, I'm not going to the car. <laughs> Edmund, you need to go to the car. I'm not going to the car. Then he said it one more time, you know, one for the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He said, he said Edmund, you need to go to the car. I said, Jesus, you go to the car. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> I said, Jesus to the car. All this was happening like really fast, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, that people, you know, the first thought came to me was throw the coffee on the man. And most people think that the first thought you have is God. It's not always God. 
So I picked up that coffee and I threw it on that man and went, douche, and hit that man in the chest, boosh. And I was shocked, y'all. I ain't lying. <laughs> he was shocked too, though. He was looking like, oh, what? And he was like, sir, you didn't have to do that. It's too late now. I'm already at the devil level moment. I might as well finish sinning. I might as well. He had the coffee. He's missing the cup. <laughs> when you love from your head, that's how you act. used to be hard for me to get over stuff. My wife would do something and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem, I guess, you know, when you do something, but it, it's like when, when it's repeated, it's where I have problems. But now I'm so better. Something can happen, I just go on, by my, go on be all nice and sweet. She's confused now. Who is this man? Because loving from your heart, watch this now, is the highest level of Christ-likeness you can portray. Every head bowed, every eye closed right there. Here's my question. Do you have room for your love to go up. Well, I believe when your love goes up, your faith goes up. I believe when your faith goes up, your blessings go up. And when your blessings go up, not only are you blessed, but the Bible says you can become a blessing. And I just believe God is challenging us. And some of you all are going to be tested when you leave this place today of whether you're going to respond to your head or you're going to ignore it and you're going to obey your heart. And so, Father, I thank you for those who are here today who've heard this message. And even though the message was by default, it still was the Word of God. And I pray, Lord, that you have started preparing our hearts to love like we've never loved before so that, Father, we can see blessings that we've never seen before. And I declare that this place will be a place where you said to know Christ and to make him known. And one of the ways we're going to make him known is that we're going to show him externally. That means we're going to show his love that you've shared in our hearts. So thank you for those that are here. Warn us, God, when, when a test is about to take place, that we won't yield to our head. But, Father, we will submit to our heart. And it's in Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today, you say, Pastor Evan, if I die today.